Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As we sing in the song, Fire in the House, there's fire in our house. Amen? We got fire in the house. It's an encouragement when we sing that song on action, point to ourselves, fire in the house. Reason why? Because we have fire in the house. We need to acknowledge, as the body of Christ, we need to acknowledge that we have the power of God in us. And serve notice on the devil. And say, devil, just in case you haven't heard, you're messing with the wrong property. You're messing on God's property. Amen? And when we do this, be prepared. I'm not saying, I'm not giving a doom and gloom. I'm saying be prepared. In these last days, we're seeing so many things take place. But, but, that does not have to affect us. You say, how does that not affect us? Because we as the body of Christ don't allow it to affect us. Anything in this world that's going on can't affect us. Can't affect us. But it's up to us, us individually, not to allow it to. That's the price Jesus paid when He died on the cross. That's the power we receive whenever He was raised from the dead on the third day. That's the power we receive when we receive Jesus in our heart and made Him Lord of our life. We gave Him authority over us, in us. We gave God the authority to do whatever He needs to do through us. Amen? I know it's not popular teaching in today's world because, you know, it's all doom and gloom. We pray for parents. This evil attack on parents. The devil's trying to show his face. But we are going to show him the hand of God. And how do we show him the hand of God? By speaking the Word of God. We declare, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, all men shall come unto me. He will draw all men unto me. Amen? Hallelujah. This morning... We're going to, I'm going to share with you on knowing who we are in Christ. People in the world today say, yeah, I know who I am in Christ. That I am, I'm saved, I'm born again. But do they have a revelation of who they are in Christ? We find out and I'm not putting anybody down that's had an attack. We find out that where people stand when they get attacked. I'm going to tell you, the lady in Kentucky, 
She stood. She stood. People were looking at the situation in a natural thing. General God, we're not dealing with natural. We are dealing with spiritual things. If we will see, look into the source of this. If you stand against homosexuality, you stand against sin, you, you stand against anything the devil tries to bring into this, into this nation. You stand against attacks. You're showing, you're showing that you are standing for God. That, that, uh, lady in Kentucky, she stood for God. She said, well, she's supposed to do her job. Well, that was passed after she had her job. She'd been in it for a long time. It was passed. It's an attack on the body of Christ. Again, we've got to look at this at a spiritual level. Spiritually. Spiritually, not, not naturally. Is there a natural being? Yeah. Doing our job. Okay. But when it comes to us doing our job and serving God, and He says, don't do it, you're going to get criticized. You're going to get persecuted. Might be thrown in jail. But guess what? She's out. Amen? We need to know who we are in Christ. And the biggest, again, the biggest battle, the biggest test is going to be when we get attacked, we get persecuted, we get, you know, the spotlight put on us. Are we going to stay right with God? Are we going to stay doing what He says to do? It's too easy. It's too easy for us to say, oh yeah. Oh yeah, we tell our brothers and sisters, no, yeah, if it ever happens to me, oh yeah. The devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He don't care about your reputation. He don't care about what your name is. He cares about who you serve. He cares about destroying that part of you. And you say, how did he destroy that part of you? As if we take that attack and we let him win. We bow to him instead of God. There is an attack on the church today. It's a spiritual attack, but it's affecting in the natural. That's where the confusion is in the world today. They see it naturally. They don't see it spiritually, but they see it naturally and they think, well, you know, the Bible says this. Yeah, but you know what? The Bible does say that, but we as the body of Christ have to do our part. And how do we do our part? By knowing who we are in Christ. If you would, please turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9.
Verse 9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. The Amplified Version says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation. We are a dedicated nation. We are a dedicated people. That's why we see the attacks of the enemy so hard on the body of Christ, because we are dedicated to God. God's own purchase, special people, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display and vert, uh, display the virtue and, and perfection of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. We are a people, purchased people, who belong to an almighty God. We are a people selected, highly favored, chosen, elected by God. We are a royal priesthood. We are royalty. We are a royal ranking. When you look at yourself, do you ever have a time the enemy comes to you and tells you you're no good? He tries to put you down. You can look, you can look at him and say, God has made me, set me into a royal ranking. That means I have the authority over you. I have the authority over you. What he does is he brings his schemes. He brings his lies. I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. Every time the devil comes to either one of us, it's a lie. You say, well, it sounds so true. He can't tell the truth. But what he does do is he takes the truth. And we see this in Scripture. But take a Scripture and twist it to make it sound like the truth. What did he do in Genesis? He twisted it. And one thing the devil is good at. Deception. I'm not saying the devil's good. I'm saying one thing he is. One thing we've got to be cautious is he's good at that. He knows how to deceive. He knows how to get to you. There's no way that he could have ever got to Adam except he used someone that was close to him. And that was Eve. He knew. He knew. We are valuable to God. We are His most prized, most valued, valued crea creation. To knowing who we are in Christ takes an act of obedience to study God's Word to get to know Him. We know Him through His Word, His Word speaking to us. When we you say, well, I don't... 
ever felt like the Lord's speaking to us? He is. Especially when you're studying the Word. He speaks to you. That revelation, that, oh, that enlightenment, oh, that's Him speaking to us. If we don't know Him speaking to us, the Bible says that we are His people. If we don't study, if we don't get in the Word, His people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. That's why it's important. That's why I work on myself. Just get, gotta do this, gotta do this, take that time, do it. Because we can get busy. The enemy can cause us, make something around us, cause the things around us where we get our attention over on it and our focus off of him. Say, I've gotta get this done. I've gotta get this done. Well, guess what? He is setting people up to fail, to fail God. If we don't have the Word of God in us, if He can keep the Word of God from getting into us, that's where one of His greatest attacks are. You ever feel weak? You ever feel tired? And all of a sudden, after a little bit, this attack comes on you, a lie, do this, do that. It's happened to me. I'm going to say it's probably happened to a lot of us when we get tired. But guess what? We are overcomers, amen? Reading and studying the Word of God not only shows us who we are, but also shows shows ourselves approved unto God so we can share His Word with others, keeping ourselves in truth and in and teaching truth. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of stuff that's being ministered today is not truth. One thing the enemy does, if he can't stop somebody, he'll push somebody. He'll encourage them now, you need, this is this, this is this. It sounds like the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it's not. It's a deception. Let me tell you something. If we sin, we repent. If we sin, we repent. There's times that we goof up. What we do? Repent. Say, Father, I'll... I repent. I ask you to forgive me for this. I know I goofed up. Let's not be deceived. I'm not going teaching on this, but let's not be deceived on this false grace, false teaching. The Bible warns us of false teachers. Okay? What do we do? We pray for them that they will receive His knowledge, His understanding and revelation. Amen? Teaching the truth. If you would go with me to 2 Timothy 2.15. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15.
We don't know who we are in Christ. We don't have knowledge of it. Again, His Word says, my people are destroyed by a lack of knowledge. You can be born again and not know who you are in Christ. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to keep you from knowing who you are, what you have, and where you're going. Amen? It's important. And the Holy Spirit will let us know. He'll warn us, say, Something ready, something's getting ready to take place. Let's be cautious. Amen. Second Timothy 2.15 says, Study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Let's not wrongly divide the word of truth. Let's make sure we get the word focused on the area that it needs to be focused on. The Spirit of the Lord will tell us where to pray. Who to pray for. Because you may be going through the day and Holy Spirit said, pray for this person. You don't know why. It don't matter. You start praying. Say, okay, Holy Spirit, you tell me. I'll pray. And it's not showing how holy you are. It's showing your obedience to Him. Knowing who we are in Christ keeps us in the place of obedience and a keeper of His covenant. God told Moses what to say to the house of Jacob and what to tell the children of Israel who they would be if they obeyed His voice and kept His covenant. If you would turn with me to Exodus chapter 19, you're reading 5 through 6. Exodus chapter 19, 5 through 6. Verse 5 says, Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my, command, keep my covenant, then, you, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and holy, and holy nation. There, there, these are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. We, when we know who we are in Christ, then we know we can take the authority and the, that has been given unto us. That has been given to us when we are obedient to Him. We keep His covenant. We take His authority and use it as He says. Amen. We, keep, we are a keeper of His covenant. We're, keep, we're obedient to His Word. Say, He says, do this. We do it. Amen. I'm not going to say we're going to just jump up and down and start doing it. They're like, okay, Lord, are you, is this you? But I've done that. Okay, is this you? Is this what you're telling me? Amen? Jesus overcame the world. Therefore, as we have Him in our heart, we have overcome the world. We have become overcomers. John 16 33 says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Let's be happy. Let's rejoice. You know what? When we, re when we have a t testing or trial, when something comes against us, if we will just know 
We realize this ain't from God. We, and you know, it's a work. It's a work in progress. It's something that we have to work on. We rejoice, say, Father, I just thank you. I just thank you. I rejoice. Because when we do that, we are showing God, we're telling God, you're in charge. You're in charge. You mean you talk to God like that? You tell him, you're in charge. He wants to be reminded. Is he forgetful? No. But he wants to know that you know. And he wants to know that you will speak his word. Amen? I have overcome the world. In the Amplified, it says in John chapter 16, verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and and frustrations. Who's ever had frustrations? Amen? You don't have to raise your hand or say, think about it. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Certain. Undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have. Now, this is very important. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. I'm going to read that one more time. I have deprived it of power. It has been deprived of power. The only power it has is what you give it. I said the only power that it has is what you give it, what I give it. So therefore, let's not give it power. It's like a fire. You fuel a fire. In order to get that fire up, going again. What do you do? You feel it. You put, you put wood on it. You put whatever on it. Amen? We don't want to fuel the problem. Let's think of it this way. We know when there's a problem. We're thinking, oh boy, we got a problem now. Okay? We know when there's a problem. But that's where we, the ones that are in authority, say, okay, Holy Spirit, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Because He will tell us. And don't be surprised when He says, be of good cheer. Oh, you're telling me this. You're not dealing with this. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're not at this alone. It's already been dealt with. The problem has already been dealt with. The frustrations have already been dealt with. Amen? So, we think, oh, Holy Spirit, yeah, you're, you don't have to deal with it. He's dealing with it right with us. He's leading, he's leading us right through it and telling us what to say. Amen? I have deprived it of power to harm you and conquered it for you. Tribulation in the Greek... Pre- in the Greek is pressure that is literally or figuratively afflicted, affliction, anguish, burden, persecution. We've seen that. We've seen a bunch of that. Amen. Tribulation, trouble. Even through pressure, even though pressure may come, as we keep in mind 
keep our mind on what Jesus already did. That's the focal point. Keeping our mind on what He already did. He overcame the world. He overcame their source. He defeated Satan. I like other things Brother Jester plans. Fighting an enemy that's already defeated. We think it's our war. Actually, it's not our war. We're involved in it. Jesus already won. It's not our battle. We are not our own. We are bought with the price. Amen? So as we go through these battles, I'm going to say it like this, we must rely on God. Say, Father, You've already taken care of this situation. What happens is, Nothing takes place in the natural until it's taken place in the spirit realm. Nothing. We've heard prophetic words spoken of certain things. It was taking place in the spirit realm that it was manifesting later in the natural realm. As we hear what God says, we can take what God tells us, prophetic word. It is a prophetic word. It is a word from God, straight from the throne of God and off the presses. And we know when He says, be careful, cautious, be cautious on this. Watch what you're doing. That right there should say, okay, Father, what, what? I need to stop. If He's cautioning me, I need to stop and find out why He's cautioning me. There's trouble ahead. And as... We stop and say, okay. Like I said, this is a work for all of us. This is a work for all of us. You say, okay. You mean, you say, well, I can do it? Yes, you can. Getting to know who we are in Christ. We know that He's given us that authority. Amen? Keep our mind on what Jesus already did. He overcame the world. He overcame the source. He defeated Satan. To afflict is to cause pain or suffering to someone or something. One more time. To afflict is to cause pain or suffering to someone or something. It is to cause distress so severely as to cause persistent suffering or anguish. If the devil tries to attack us with sickness, disease, or any other attack he brings against us, we need to say, no devil, I don't have to receive it. I don't have to. I don't receive it. I have been redeemed from the curse of the law. That is part of the curse and I don't receive it. I don't receive it. And I believe this is uh, what the Spirit of the Lord ministered to me here just, uh, maybe a week or two ago. And it's actually a reminder. If we have been diagnosed with something, 
if we have been diagnosed with something from the doctor, whether it be a cold, whether it be a disease, a sickness, whatever type it is, we hear from the doctor what it is. Amen? We get it. We got, we got what they said. We get the report from him. But we don't stop there. We get in the Word of God and find out what report God gave us. Whose report will we believe? Once we start praying, once we get, we, we get into agreement with our brothers and sisters and start agreeing, even though we may not see it with our visual eyes, even though we may not see it with our visual eyes, the healing has already taken place in the Spirit. What we've got to do, people call, well, you're just lying. No. When we speak by the Spirit, it's not a lie. When people say, well, you've been diagnosed. I was diagnosed. I'm healed. Well, they say you had this. I had it. I don't have it no more. You say, well, the doctors were, I am healed. My body is lining up with the Word of God. If, if, if they diagnose you with a cancer or with a, a, a disease, a blood disease or whatever, you say, I was diagnosed, but I'm healed. What about the symptoms? Symptoms have to go. You say, well, ain't that a lot? No. Because I received it by the Spirit, where the Spirit has already been done. It's already been taking place. My body is lining up, or their body is lining up with the Word of God. Sometimes our body is uh, slow to react. You said, like one minister said, I feel good, I feel fine. Body, line up. We have to tell our body to line up, amen? So, you know, speak that as past tense. Because the present tense the now, you, I, am healed. What happens, thank you, what happens is, if we speak it as in the now time, present, in saying, I have this, we are allowing the devil to work on that behalf. We are allowing the devil to build on that. See, what we speak, what we speak is spiritual. There are angels and there is a devil waiting to see what we speak. If we speak fear-filled words or if we speak negative words, the devil takes it. He runs with it. He comes still kill and destroy Let's not allow him, let's not allow him, the weaponry, to come against ourselves. When we speak the Word of God, see, the angels are only operative on the Word of God, only on faith. If we speak the Word of God, 
they go. It's like a vehicle. In a natural way, the only way to start that vehicle was with a key. In a natural way. In a legal way. But if you don't have that key, that car ain't going nowhere. If you don't speak, if we don't speak faith-filled words, them, them angels are, are just waiting. They're waiting. They're ministering angels of salvation. We send them forth. The enemy will use you say, well, I'm just joking. We, you know, well, I'm a, uh, the devil don't care. The devil don't care. He wants you to joke of a negative. That way he can use that and destroy everything that's in the path. Amen. So I encourage all of us. You say, you know, you get diagnosed with COVID. Well, that's what the, that's what the doctor said. That's what the doctor said. But the Word of God says, by His stripes, I am healed. And Peter says, by His stripes, I were healed. We need as much as the Old Testament as we need the New Testament. We need that just as much. You say, why? Because Jesus spoke from the Old Testament. He spoke from Deuteronomy. Isaiah 54, 17. By His stripes we are healed. By whose stripes? Jesus. It's a prophetic word. It's a, it's a word spoken that the body of Christ has got to get a hold of. I'm not just... I mean, in all. Because I don't want to stand before God. And we all will. I don't want to stand before God and say, why didn't you take me at, at my word? Why didn't you take me at my word? Why didn't you speak my word? Amen? And it's not a put down. It's not a comment. It's a tell, telling all of the, 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 the church from around the world to all over the nations is if we will get a hold of this. Set aside our pride. Okay? Set aside. I'm not putting people down for the past 50 years that's taught the word. Some people didn't get in depth. Some people didn't get in depth. And guess what? The devil worked back then too. He was deceiving back then just like he's deceiving now. You say, well, that ain't the way I was taught. Is God's Word true? Or is it not? Is God's Word true? Or is it not? So he said, you know, if it's different than what we've learned in the years, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, we say, Father, I thank you for the teaching that I've had over the years. But I thank you that you are my main teacher. The Holy Spirit teaches me all truth. And I thank you for the teachers, the ministers that's taught, put word in my life. But I can look at it as this. I'm receiving that seed that's been sown in me. I'm receiving the Word and revelation to go forward. Amen? Galatians 3.13 
Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. We, we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. A symptom comes up on us. Uh-uh. We don't have to receive it. You say, well, that's just something that everybody... No. 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 You do not have to receive a cold. I don't have to receive a cold. Amen? I do not have to receive anything that I don't want. Are there attacks that are unaware of? But what we got to do is make sure we find where that opening is, where it came in. Where it came in. And that's the search ourselves. Say, Holy Spirit, just show me so I can get this corrected. If our body tries to get out of line, if we feel symptoms try to come on us, we need to tell it to line up. Tell our body to line up. When we tell our body to line up with the Word of God, and tell the sickness, you leave. You have no, I'm redeemed from the curse. This is part of the curse. I am an overcomer through Christ. I am redeemed through Christ. I have what He says I have. Amen? Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 11. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Christ from Jesus from the dead dwell in us, in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the Spirit that dwelleth in you. It will quicken, make alive. Down in verse 13 it says, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye, ye through the Spirit do mortify the de- deeds of the body, ye shall live. We shall live. We have eternal life through Him. When we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we have eternal life through Him. Everybody has eternal life. What? Everybody has eternal life. But it depends on what decisions we make. Well, we're going to spend eternity. Heard that once before, but I heard that this morning from... Uh, Terry Pearson, Kenny Copeland's daughter. Someone's going to have, everyone's going to have eternal, eternity life. Where's it going to be at? We're going to spend life eternity somewhere. I believe, I believe Pastor said that. We're going to, we're going to spend eternal life somewhere. But it depends on us whether we're going to spend it with the Father or we're going to spend it in a place where it's only made for the devil and his demons. First John chapter two, verse 14, if you would, please. Verse 14 says, "I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning." I have written unto you, young men, because ye have, ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Having the word of God in us. 
The enemy, when we receive a word from God, the enemy comes quick to to, to take it and steal it and by deceptions, by offenses. What's one of the greatest things that the enemy... One is offense. To go back to the beginning. No, it was... It wasn't, uh, well, I guess you could say it was kind of offensive. The devil used Eve to offend Adam, but he didn't realize it. Because whenever the enemy comes to try to give us something that we don't want, it's like, no way. That offends me. Anything that comes contrary to the Word of God is an offense. It's an offense. And we can pick up anything. We pick up anything. I'm not saying we receive it. We hear daily. If we watch the news, if we go online, we hear negative, negative, Negative. On TV, on radio, depending on what, I mean, hopefully, you know, it's, you know, on, on the internet, that right there, internet is, we have been given, people have called, you know, different, every area in life, there's evil. There's evil. Darkness on the internet. There's evil darkness in social media. There's evil and darkness in the workplace. But we cannot call everything evil. Because God, in God there is no evil. There is no darkness. We use the internet, website, social media, to send the, the Word of God out to whoever is friends with us, whoever's connected with us. We use the Scriptures. Let me tell you something. Facebooks, Twitter, Google, them are a lot of the main social medias. The only evil, if we're using that way, there is evil in there. Don't get me wrong. But that is a tool that God has given to, I believe God has given to us to be able to share the Word of God. Because how can Sister Kim, a lot of time minister to her cousins in Wichita right now or after church? Yeah, she got her phone. But she can send something on Facebook or on Twitter or even a text and minister to them. Our cell phones are not, cannot be all claimed as evil devices. They are a ministry tool, amen? But they can be used as evil devices, amen? And let's use those areas as God leads us to use them. Let's use those 
is music one of the areas of the devil when he was an angel? Why do you think there's so much junk in music today? It sure ain't because of God. But there is awesome Christian music, contemporary Christian music out there, gospel music, that when we listen to it, it can lift our spirits. We listen to it and say, Oh, Father, it just, it's, it's the time where we can just say, I just worship You. I glorify You. Because there's certain music I, I, I'll get on like on Sunday mornings or whatever, and just listen to them and it lifts my spirit. As a singer, you hear that, we was talking about that the other night, of listening to the music and it just, it, it, it's exciting, it gets us up. It's just like, it's an encouragement. It's an encouragement. It's all in how we use it. It's all in how we use it. And people do use it in the wrong way. But you know what? It's a worldly way. Hallelujah. We are in Christ. We are overcomers. You are in Christ. You are an overcomer. Maybe it's good for us during the day to say, Father, I thank you. I'm an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Return with me to 1 John 4 4. 1 John 4 4. You know, when a person gets a promotion, whether it be like a manager, executive, vice president, president of a company, it makes them feel good. Some make it go to their head, but some makes them feel good because they well deserved. What we need to look at on what God has made us, what He has promoted us to, is we need to feel good. We are an overcomer. That's, we are overcomers. Like having a vice president title. Our title, one of our titles is overcomers in this world. May not mean a lot to the world, which it don't mean a lot to the world. They just think we're arrogant. We, they just think we're know-it-all. No, but we do know the one that does. Amen? Verse 4, You are of God, little children, and over and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is He that is in you that is in me than he that is in the world. So let's not try to get so wrapped up 
in some areas that the devil is trying to get us wrapped up and know that we are overcomers. We have already overcome sickness. We have already overcome disease. We have already been given the victory over it. Let, let our words be true. Let our words be only what the Word of God says. Yeah, the devil will try to bring stuff in our mind and he does it daily. He'll do it daily. He'll try to get us to think something, oh, this is going to happen. You know what I've learned? You know what I've learned? Is that when he does that, yeah, there's an uneasy that comes in. There's an uneasy that comes in. But you know what? If I know this from the devil, say, you know what? That's a lie. But brother so-and-so said this. That's a lie. That's a lie. So I don't have to believe it. I don't have to. It's up to me if I do. That's why a lot of people in the world, the body of Christ out there, are, is they hear something, and boy, they're offended. They're, how could they say that about me? If you're not your own, we are purchased for the price. They're not talking about us. But if we get offended, we let that old man come up, then they're talking about us. But guess what? They're not talking. We're not our own. We're not our own. So therefore, they're not talking about me. They think they are, but they're talking about God. I'm purchased. I'm not my own. I'm redeemed. Amen. But what happens is, is that we get to thinking that they're talking about me. They're talking about me. But you, but when we stop and realize, say, no, they're not. They're not talking about me. They're talking about God. They don't realize it. They don't realize it. But every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment. See, when someone talks against you, that's judgment. When they call you no good for nothing, that's judgment. I had said this to one young lady in a class before, and I wasn't meaning it, of course, wasn't meaning it in a meaningful way. But they, she was upset because people were calling her not so nice words. And I said, are you? And I believe Kim was in there and she explained, are you? You are only if you accept it. You are only what people say is if you accept it. If you don't accept it and say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the child of God. That ain't me. Then it's not me. You let it get, you just, it bounces right off. It depends. We have a choice. We have a choice in this life. Is Are we going to accept what the world says, what the devil says, or are we going to accept what God says? Are we going to accept what the devil calls us, what he calls, he uses people to cause us, 
are we going to allow except what God calls us? We are His chosen. We are His elected. That's a way that the enemy comes in to try to stop us. Tell you what, them mind battles are seem real. Well, they are real in in the spirit realm. But they don't become real unless we allow them to become real. We, there's times that we actually cause it to manifest ourselves. Have you, have we ever noticed that any, any negative thing that has been spoken, it's always easy for it to come to pass? You say, why? Because there's fear there. Fear like what one minister said, fear is faith in that situation. Fear is faith is turned around. It's fear is faith in that situation. You, we have made things in our life bigger than God. We get a bad report. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, my land. What am I going to do? How am I? Wait a minute. My reaction just made it bigger than God. It don't matter how spiritual we may think we are. What matters is is how we're going to respond when a attack happens. When the attack happens. The amplified version in Okay, Luke ten nineteen. If you would please, Luke ten nineteen. Now I hope this we're getting a greater understanding of who we are in Him. I believe we are. Verse nineteen. Behold, I give unto you. Say me. Say me. Say, Jesus gave it unto me. Power. Authority. Power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, what does anything mean? Any, anything. All things that the enemy tries to bring against us. It shall not hurt us. The Amplified says, verse 19, Behold, I have given unto you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability. Physical and mental strength ability. We have the power over sickness. We have the power over stress. We have the power over depression. We have the power. We have that authority. Amen. Over all the power of the enemy that the enemy possesses. And nothing shall in any way harm you. We are overcomers. We have the power given to us 
by Jesus to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Remember, the enemy only has the power that is being, that is given to him by man. Let me read that one more time. Remember, the enemy only has the power that is given to him by man. The only power... The devil has no authority in our lives. He has none. The only authority he has is what we give him. What we yield to him. That's when he comes in to lie and... and Cheat, you know, lie and all this junk and deceive to try to get us to believe his word, what he's trying to do, and for him to get the power over us. He has no authority in our lives. As we understand who we are in Jesus, we don't have to fear, we don't have to fear the enemy because we have already, already, let's say already, already overcome the devil. We have already overcome the devil when we receive Jesus into our heart and the devil doesn't like it. The devil doesn't like it. That's why he comes to you you during the day and tells you, you know, you know this. You know what you did years ago. You know what you did. You did. You did this in your past. You know. You you still have that on you. No devil. I've been forgiven. I've been forgiven of that. That is not me. I am forgiven. I am redeemed by the Lord. Amen. I was an old sinner, saved. Uh, old sinner. But now I am saved by grace. Amen. I was. I was. But not no longer. You say. Well, you did it. No. That's been forgiven. It's been wiped away. It's been put in the place of forgetfulness. Because he tries to accuse. He's the accuser of the brethren. But how do we keep ourselves clean by forgiveness? If we do something wrong, we repent. We repent. We are forgiven. Again, if we sin, we ask for forgiveness. Be quick to repent. People, some people say, well, I'm not, we're not perfect. But we're headed for perfection. The greater one that lives in us is perfect. We are created. We are created to be perfect. We are created to be perfect. It's the mindset that people in the world today, the church, a lot of the church, yeah, you know, I just, I just don't know about myself, you know, you know, I don't know if I'm supposed to have this, I'm supposed to have that. But they don't understand, they already have it. They already have it. You say, how's that? And God has already done all that He's going to do. God has already done all that He's going to do. 
He's waiting on us, the body of Christ, to bring it into the now. To believe Him. Say, Father, You've already done it. I thank You, Father, for the healing. You say, when you say, well, you say, we thank Him for what He has done, what He's doing now, what He's about to do. What He's about to do is bring it into the manifestation. He's getting ready to bring it into the manifestation. What has already been purchased, whatever already has been given to us, has already been... Your, your promotion, your job, your, your uh, raise, your, your uh, new house, your new car, whatever it is, has already been given to us. Has already been given to you. Your healing has been given to you. Amen? Our blessing has already been given to us. But the devil doesn't want us to know that. If He can stop us from getting the blessing, what do you think He's working 24 hours a day in our time? Spirit, spirit realm, there's no time frame. He's working, He's working, He's working. What do you think in the middle of the night, uh, intercessors get uh, woke up in the middle of the night and say, okay, I'm not normally up at 3 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock in the morning. Okay, Holy Spirit, am I supposed to pray for somebody? Because someone may be is having an attack. He said, well, pray for this person here. This is who I want you to pray for. That's why we got to be instant in season and out of season. we got to be ready when we don't feel like being ready. When we're tired, worn out, about to go to sleep, and all of a sudden we get a phone call, we get a text, we get someone knocking at our door. Saying, I need help. I need prayer. Hallelujah. Can someone say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We are to reign in, in life on earth. We are to reign in life on earth. It don't matter what the economy is doing, what it looks like. We are actually supposed to, as the body of Christ, change things around us. And we are. Our prayer means that we have. I tell you what, we're seeing, we're seeing now the manifestation. We're seeing it take place. We are to reign in life through Him. We are in His business. You may, you know, you may not be called to stand behind a pulpit. You may not be called to be in up in praise and worship. But God has appointed, has anointed each and every one of us to do a work for Him. 
Thank you for your stand. Yes, you guys have a store. It, it is open to the public, but the stand that you make, that you made, continue. You know, if someone tries to, I believe it was a Ouija board, okay? You may be in a public place. You may have a business in a public place. And the enemy may try, may try to, to slip something in on you. But if you take that stand, you say, let's look back in Kentucky. Well, it's your job. No, it's not. If we get our mind off our job being our source and get our mind on God being our source, we work for God. He's our source. You you stop you stop that. You may not have known what was getting ready to take place, but you stop that. If we stop whatever's trying to come in our life, well, you know what so and so said. Amen. If you have a business and the enemy tries to sneak something in on you, stop it. Stop it. Or what will the uh, government do? Well, if we stand on the Word of God, we're doing our part. What they try to do against us is between them and God. It's not our battle. You say, well, it's my story. It's not our battle. Once you stand on the Word of God, and say, Father, your, your word is final authority. Your word is final authority. That takes the responsibility off of us and puts it on Him. That puts it on Him. And if they try to come in and attack you, that's a seed they don't want to sow. The clerk? He's back to work. And it has been for many months. But guess what? She stood her ground. The media was attacking her left and right. But she stood her ground. Did she look right to the eyes of the people of of the world? No. Well, she didn't need to do her job. That's what the devil says. You just need to do your job. But God says, pay attention to me. Persecution. Tribulation. Hallelujah. It's up to us. What it comes down to, it's up to us. We each have to stand before God and be accountable to Him. Our brothers and sisters are not going to be standing there with us Hey, what do I need? No. It's a one-on-one. It's a one-on-one. What we do here for Him, we we want to hear Him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. It don't matter what the crowd is doing. It don't matter. Let me tell you something. The crowd is going to stand before God. The crowd is going to stand before God. 
friends that try to get you to do this, they're going to stand before God. And unless they repent of what they did, they're going to answer for it. They're going to answer for it. Amen? If you would turn with me to Revelations chapter 5, chapter 5, verse 10. Like Brother Lewis said last Sunday night, this is not going the way I was planning, and praise God, it's not going the way I, you know, praise God. I like it, I love it when God's involved. And I have learned something. When God changes a message on you, He, he has a reason why. Because He did. First time that I know of, but that's okay. Because... And, and I'm just giving this an example. Not, I was sharing with a sister over here the other night, I believe it was. When we was in a nursing home ministry years back, I had told our team that I don't have anything. And when we got in, in there, they had this fireplace in this area that in, little fireplace deal. So I sat on it. And I felt like the Holy Spirit says, go here. Okay. Meaning I did not have anything. So this pushes man out of the way. Okay? He says, he says, minister on that. Okay. And I did. What I'm, why I'm sharing this with you is, to say this, you may not have anything to share with somebody. But when God says, speak this, speak this, you know you're not trying to figure out what to say. <laughs> you know you're not trying to, okay. When He says, speak this, share this, you know it's straight from Him. It's straight from Him. Because I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I've had times that, okay, what am I going to share? You know, I'm getting, I'm getting, trying to, I learned, learned something from, uh, Dr. Bill Winston. You know, he, he, he was, uh, sharing that he was trying to get something to share with, with the congregation. Man, I ain't got nothing. And Lord stopped him and says, what does my word say? Well, he said, <laughs> he said, come boldly to the throne of God. He said, come. I tell you what, when he did, revelation started coming forth. And let me tell you something. This is not our service. It is his. When we minister to somebody, it's not our word. It's his. It's not our sermon. It's his. Amen? But we understand that when we share what God says to share, we know we're of God. We know who we are. We are. We know that we are open to just share what He says. And you know that the congregation or whoever, your friends, family, whoever He ministers, tells you to minister to, you know that they're, they're going to be touched. That's, all, that's, that's, what it's, that's what it's about. Touching the lives, ministering to the lives, seeing lives changed. Amen? And knowing 
that, yeah, we're a part of it. But we're only vessels of Him. We're only vessels of Him winning souls to His kingdom. Winning souls to His kingdom. We are a vessel of God. Christ made, He redeemed us from the curse of the law. He set us free by receiving Him as the Lord and Savior. Revelation 5.10 says, And hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on earth. The Amplified says, and ye and you have made them a king kingdom, royal race, priests to our God, priests to our God, and they shall reign as kings over the earth. We're in a kingship. We are kings and priests. We are ones in authority on earth. And as Pastor has shared, you know, about our authority, we have authority on earth. We have to take authority and take care of whatever's coming against us, whatever's coming against our church, whatever's coming against our brothers and sisters. Like I said, if you get woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, okay, Father, why am I... Okay, if you start praying... You start praying. And he says, pray for this brother or sister. You pray. We, He has given us the right to take authority. He's given us the right to stand up and say, I take authority over this. You know, when you, when you have someone to ask for a prayer request, they are giving you the right to take authority over it. When someone requests prayer from you, they are giving you the right to take authority over it. Jesus already gave us authority over it. But when we're talking about other people's relation or other people's situation, when you ask, when I ask, I'm giving you authority to, t- to help me take authority over it. So we, you know, someone that says, well, will you go visit someone in the hospital? When you go, they have given you the authority to go do that. They may not realize it, but they're just saying, but they, you have been given authority, spiritual authority, to go and do the things as kings and priests. You have been given authority. You have been given the authority to say, brother, will you go share this with this person? Will you go... If God says it, we do it. Amen? We have been given authority. We are a carriers of His authority. You say, how can we be, take authority here on earth? It seems impossible. God does the impossible. God does the unthinkable. God does what we think there's no way. Oh, there's a way. There's a way. There, people say, you know, the doctor said, well, there's nothing that we can do. What God really wants us to do is to say, praise God. 
It's out of your hands. Now it's in our my brothers and sisters' hands so we can pray and say, okay, they say there's nothing that they can do, but I know my God has already done it. Therefore, I pray and say, Father, it's out of their hands. I put it over in your hands. Your word says, I am healed. Your word says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. We are to reign here on earth. If you would uh, turn with me to Romans chapter 5, verse 17 through 19. There's some here this morning and you say, I'm having trouble grasping that I have authority. I have trouble. I'm having trouble grasping that I have authority. Start thanking Him and praising Him for the revelation knowledge and understanding of that authority. What a lot of people do is they have a hard time grasping so they decide I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. What it is is the enemy trying to say you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know. You don't know nothing about authority. You're learning to you learn him, you've learned in the past and you're learning from here on out because this 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 church body is learning and understanding our authority in the Father through Jesus. Amen? Verse 17, For if by one man's offense death reign by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. We have received the righteousness we received Him as our Lord and Savior. Therefore, He has made us right with Him. By receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we have been made righteous. We have been made right with God. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came unto upon all men to, unto justification of life. For as by one man disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one, Jesus, shall many be made righteous. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have been made righteous. You've been made righteous. That voice that's speaking to you saying you're not righteous, that's the devil. That's the devil. Again, any time the enemy, the devil, comes to you, any time he comes to you, he's going to lie to you. He can't tell the truth. Again, he twists the truth 
Because he's not creative, he cannot create. The devil cannot create anything. He takes God's Word and twists it just enough where it sounds just like the Word. But you know how you can get the up on him? Okay, devil, I'll go to my Bible. I'll see what it says and I'll compare it with you. And guess what? He said, do we have to compare? No. It's just telling him he's wrong. Because you don't, we do not, we don't compare God with him or him with God. There's no way. No way. No way. We have been made righteous. We are the righteousness of God, righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, For he hath made him to be sin for us. He made Jesus to be sin for us. Who knew no sin, knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. You say, might. That is our decision. If we receive Jesus in our heart, made Him Lord of our life, when we received Him in our heart, we He had made us righteous. He had made us the righteousness of God. That's where the might. You know, you've heard, it might and it might not. It's a decision that we have to make. Everybody on planet Earth has to make a decision. And some people are not making it always by what they say. It's by what they do. Because everyone on earth will have an opportunity to receive Jesus. They have to. They have to have it. But guess what? When that last person has that opportunity, I'm not going to say we're going to be raptured out right then and there. But we can know when we are raptured, so the last one we heard it. And guess what? People ask, how do we know when it's too late? I'll just wait till tomorrow. How do you know? How do we know when Jesus is coming back? When God says, Son, go get my children. Any person that had not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, when Jesus comes back, we don't want to be left behind. I'm going to say it like this. It's more real to our thinking now than it was years ago. Because you say, well, people say, well, we've heard for many years that Jesus is coming back. Well, yeah. But guess what? Think about this. He has a different time. He don't, he don't work off time. His calendar, he, his is a different schedule than ours. That's why it's important that we always be ready. And not say, well, I'll just wait till now, this part. I'll wait till now. Because the reason why is the enemy is telling people, 
just wait. Just wait. You have plenty of time. You have plenty of time. That's another lie from the devil to try to keep God's people from God from receiving His people. You have plenty of time. And there are a lot of people receiving that deception, that lie. We are a new creation in Christ, as I shared a little earlier. We have put off the old man and put on the new man. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All things have become new. We are a new creature. We're not our own. We've been bought with price. That old nature, you know, people say, well, I was, I was raised that way. Let me tell you something. God can change that. You say, before I got saved, I, well, you was changed. We was changed. I don't have, now, we can, we can pick that old selfishness back up and start it again. Amen. That's our choice. We've been redeemed from that. We've been delivered from that. Well, well, that's in my generation. That's in my in my blood. No, Jesus' blood flows through you. Jesus' love is in you. He has changed us. That old habit that you we had is no longer because we don't want to do it. Amen. We are a new creature. Old things, old old habits are passed away. Let's leave them passed away. Let's leave that dead man dead. Amen. Colossians uh, chapter three, verse nine through verse nine. Verse nine. Actually, it is verse ten. I just didn't get on mine. We'll go to ten. Verse nine says, "Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have been put off." Ye have put off the old man with his deeds. I've got it here, I'm sorry. And have put on the new man. When we receive Jesus, we put on that new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created us. We are created in his image. It's after the knowledge of his image. We are who God says we are. We are created in his image and in his likeness. We are created in we are in the perfect image of God. And in closing, we are joint heirs with Christ. Romans eight sixteen through seventeen. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs. Hairs of God and joint hairs with Christ. So, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. What belongs to the Father belongs to us. What belongs to the Father belongs to us. Because He said... The Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit will give, take from Him and give it to us. What belongs to the Father belongs to us. He's given it to us. He's given to us, possessed here on earth. Amen? Knowing who we are in Christ, we have the mind of Christ. 
1 Corinthians 2.16 says, For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that, ye, that he may instruct him? But ye, we have the mind of Christ. We have his mind. So when the enemy tries to throw a, a, uh, throw something into your mind, a lie into your mind, we should remember, and it's important to remember, I have the mind of Christ. I know that what I'm thinking is not of God. Therefore, if it's not of God, I have the mind of Christ. I can cast down that imagination. I can cast down that imagination. If a person is thinking of death, the enemy's bringing that in there. Because God does not give death. He gives life. The wages of sin is death. If the enemy can keep us in sin, sin itself is not going to cause us to go to hell. That's the wages of sin. Our rejection, like Pastor, our rejection of Jesus, us rejecting Jesus is what's going to send us. It's like you do something at work. You, when you receive a, you receive your check. That's the wages of what you did. That's the wages of the hours you put in. You clock in. You work 10 hours, that's the wages of that 10 hours. However much money you get per, made, paid for per hour. We sin, a person sins, the wages of death, the wages of sin is death. So therefore, unless a person repents, they pay for that wage. They pay for that wage. But guess what? Jesus came that we might have life. That and we might have it more abundantly. We have the mind of Christ. Ephesians 1.4 According to as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy without blame before Him in love. When we repent, we say, Father, forgive me of the sin I committed. We, we become clean. He wants us... Blank, or the enemy says, well, he did this. Well, my book, my book, it don't show that. My book, the Lamb's Book of Life, his name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. It don't show that. You say, well, you know, the enemy tries to bring it and say, well, you did this. I'm forgiven. That's forgotten. Don't bring that back up. Don't bring ever bring that back up. Someone you know in the, your past says, well, you know what you did years ago. Uh-uh. Don't let that, that damn man stink on. It's going to stink on you. It's not going to stink on me because I've been forgiven. I've been forgiven of that sin. That sin is gone. But the only way that we can let it come back is if we let it come back. That's the only way. First Peter chapter 1, verse 14. Through 16, if you would please. First Peter, chapter one, verse fourteen through sixteen. 
Verse 14 says, as obedient children of, as obedient children, not fashioning ourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. But as he will, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy as I am holy. So if he says we can be holy, we can be holy. How do we be holy? Having a relationship with Jesus, the Redeemer. 